Hey guys, this is Rob Carbone. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info than by listening to this podcast right here, right now. Alright guys, so uh, Yanks, they've gone through a tough week again, uh, they've not been playing well, um, <clears throat> you date back to last weekend, the last time I've, you've heard from me, uh, was kind of like the beginning of their rough stretch, and it's kind of continued since, uh, they played the Mets not too long ago, it was a two game set, <clears throat> a double header, they did win the first game, but they dropped the second, but the one thing that remained in both of those games was the lack of starting pitching, man. The lack of starting pitching. Masahiro Tanaka in the first game, despite the victory. Uh, I didn't get to, now. I didn't get to see the first game, uh, but but he did employ. I think he gave up like four runs in one inning during that one. So once again, he was not good. Uh, and then James Paxton, James Paxton, in the second game versus the Mets, man, he just. I don't. I don't know what it is with him. He's he's been very very mediocre since coming over. Since uh, since being a Yankee, really, outside of that one start against Boston. But um, yeah, he wasn't good either. He gave up three runs by the time he was uh, eleven pitches in to the first inning, and ended up allowing six. So he's not been good. Tanaka's been inconsistent. You keep going. You go to the Indian series. It doesn't really get much better because uh, what the what's his What's his friggin' name? J J Hap. He uh, he's got a four to nothing lead against the Indians, and just like that, he ties it up to to make it four to four. You know, so he blows that game. Um, then you go to CC Sabathia the next day. He 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 allows six runs. I mean, this rotation, man. This rotation is just it's just pure mediocrity at this point. It's a mess, and all you can do is laugh because it is. It's just become so laughable. But you know what? None of us should have. None of us should have really knew that. Uh, no, none of us should really should really be surprised right now. But I want to show. I want to play a clip real quick because last night after CC allowed six, I went on a rant and I I was gonna add in an emergency episode, so I ranted for about twenty thirty minutes. I'm gonna play a quick forty second clip for you uh, <laughs> on Sabathia's outing. Here it is. You know what the worst part is for me? The worst part is every time this guy leaves the game now, there's some kind of narrative to put a positive spin on it. You know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's, oh, he kept them in the game. You know, oh, he pitched well. Oh, it was close to a quality start. Close. <laughs> oh, and now, and now tonight, what's tonight? Oh, he grinded. You know, he gave up six runs, but he grinded. He just didn't have it tonight. He grinded though. Really? Really? Dude, I want friggin' results, man. I'm just tired of this shit. 
Every time the guy comes in the game, he doesn't he doesn't go long, and now he's going to give up six to the friggin' White Sox. I'm tired of it. I am. Hey man, I love I love good old good old angry Robert. <laughs> but no, it's true, man. And I am I'm and it's not his fault, obviously. The guy's thirty nine years old, you know, he's got one leg. He's getting cortisone shots in his knee every other week, every other every other day or whatever. It's it's not his fault. It's it's the organization's fault, the front office for signing him back and putting him out there every five days. I honestly wouldn't mind if Sabathio came out of the bullpen. Or I wouldn't, as much as I hate the opener, he wouldn't make a terrible one, honestly. Because he, he because he's shot. After the guy throws four innings, he is shot. And so, so if he's not, you know, holding the opposing team to two runs, three runs or less, he's completely uh, detriment. He's a detriment to the team if he's not doing so. Because he can't give you length. Just like the rest of the rotation. So that forces you to use your bullpen so often as we've seen them do. And <clears throat> when you use your bullpen so much. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Damn. Clear my throat. But when you when you use your bullpen as often as the Yankees do. When you're forced to do so. They're going to become fatigue. You know they're going to get tired out so quickly. And we've seen that. That's why we've seen some inconsistent stretches. Despite this bullpen being so no talented. We've seen them be inconsistent at times because they've been used so damn often. So having a rotation like that is not going to help. That's not going to help that that case. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, I had a couple of stats I wanted to read, which just further explain my point that the that the Yankees need some pitching. Um, in their last 19 games, you know, including Sunday, I'm I'm sorry, including Saturday, the Yankees have given just three quality starts. Three. Three quality starts, meaning three games, three games where the Yankees have gone, where the Yankee starters have pitched six innings and allowed three or less runs. Just three of those. Three of those starts in the last 19 games. And you keep going the last twenty eight games, so ten more the last twenty eight games, the Yankees have had one guy go seven innings, one, just one time, one time, that was Jay Happ, one time in the last twenty eight games. Jesus. And you know, <clears throat> as much as I I like Cashman, I'm a Cashman guy. I think Cashman's done a great job, you know, putting this team together, getting DJ LeMahieu. You know, getting something out of Gio Rochelle for a while. He's done good with that in that aspect. But I think it's fair to get on him for, for the lack of starting pitching. You know, every year we see the Yankees with this Band-Aid staff. You know, that's 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 just like patched together with Band-Aids. And it's it, every year it's one of the main... The main issues with the club. And last year, they gave up 16 runs in a playoff game to Boston. I don't think anybody's ever going to forget that. Austin Romine pitched in a game with their ace, you know, when their ace was on the mound to start. That's pathetic. And really, the pitching hasn't been much better this season. You know, they had a hot start. You know, they carried them for a while. But since then, they faltered, man. They faltered big time. I mean, you read the stats. You just heard the stats I read, right? They've not been good. And so, 
it, like I said, it's fair to criticize Cashman because other than Paxson, what the hell did he do? He re-signed two old men, you know, when he could have gone, he could have done so many other things, you know. And it goes back further, you know, he passed on Garrett Cole. He could have had Garrett Cole. He passed on Justin Verlander. Verlander won the World Series, and he faced the Yankees and dominated them through his, through that journey, you know. He passed on Keiko for $1.5 million more than he wanted? Really, dude? Come on. He passed on Charlie Morton this offseason. Morton's, uh, I know coming into today, he was 8-0 with a 210. He was doing just fine over there. You know, he held on to Miggy this offseason, didn't want to trade him for, for pitching when there were certainly windows to do so. Did the White Sox hold on to their number one prospect? I'm sorry, did the uh, Red Sox hold on to their number one prospect? Years ago, Yo Mankata? No, remember they traded him for Chris Sale? They got a World Series out of that. So Cashman's either prospect hugging or he's shopping at the thrift shop for like Lance Lynn. And that's one thing I do not want. I don't, this offseason, I'm sorry, this uh, this uh, this trade deadline, I don't want another Lance Lynn, you know? This year, it's like the Mike Miners of the world, the Matthew Boyds. I don't want that shit, man. And I, to be honest, if you if you've been following the team lately, there's been there's been a little breaking news tonight, which which tells you maybe they won't go after you know the Lance Lynns. The Yankees got Edwin Encarnacion. They just acquired him tonight for. Uh, they got rid of some random pitching prospect that nobody really cares about or knows, and nobody's gonna pretend to know about because you know let's face it, nobody knows who Juan Then is. But uh, I bring this up because. This might mean the Yankees are making that big move for a pitcher. You know, this might getting Encarnacion. What it does is it. It's all about it's all about when Stanton and Judge come back. So, let's fast forward about a week or a week and a half or something when they come back this next homestand. So Stanton's back, right? Judge is now here. You have Hicks, Judge, and Stanton. Now you have Clint Frazier. You have Brett Garden, you have Cameron Mabin. So so you have a logjam. You have a little bit of a logjam. So what this Encarnacion signing tells me is Clint Frazier's days are numbered in a Yankee uniform. Because you're going to have Stanton probably play the, play the outfield every day. You're going to ask him to play the outfield, right? you got Stanton on left. you got Judge, obviously, in right, and Hicks, obviously, in center. DHing, it's going to be one of Voight and Encarnacion. Maybe you switch off here and there. Which means maybe your shell is going to sit on the bench. You're going to have a bench of a bench of Urshela, Gardner, and Romine. Where do you go with Clint? So this tells me that that's why I'm saying it's going to be some kind of deal with Clint Frazier and a couple of prospects for hopefully, hopefully for like a, a Marcus Stroman or a Madison Bumgarner. You know, because I'm not I'm not really expecting Max Scherzer at this point. And I'm also not expecting, you know, uh, journeyman pitchers like Miner and Boyd. I'll take a Stroman. You know, I'll take I'll take a Stroman. I'll take a bad bum. I do think they need a little more than that. Maybe hopefully they can get you know they can get two very two very good pitchers because I don't think one's enough. But you know that's I'm trying to say is this 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 Encarnacion deal they just made. I think it's not just about getting a bat because obviously they don't need another home run, streaky home run bat. <laughs> I'm not. That's not what I'm looking at. When I'm looking at this Encarnacion, the Encarnacion deal, I'm not looking at 
35, 40 homers, I'm looking at, okay, maybe this means Clint Frazier is going to get packaged for pitching. And I like that. And, again, Clint Frazier, man, I'm a big fan of Clint. It sucks if, if he's going to if he's gonna be the one to go. It really does suck because I've loved him. I've been a big fanboy of Clint ever since he came from Cleveland's farm, man. Oh, man, I love his bat. I love his edge, that swagger he has to him. But sometimes to win a World Series championship, you need to make sacrifices for the better. And Clint Frazier is obviously inexpendable. The Yankees have plenty outfielders right now. And they're obviously not going to trade Stanton. They're not going to trade Judge. They're not going to trade Hicks. They're they're not going to trade Gardner. Clint Frazier is going to be the odd man out. He's one of the losers in this trade. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, sometime between now and the next couple of days, weeks, month, maybe, that Clint Frazier is shipped off for starting pitching. So that's what I look at when I see this Encarnacion deal. Um, another loser in this deal is Brett Gardner. He now goes from playing every day to becoming a fourth outfielder, and I am perfectly fine with that. You know, while Gardner hasn't necessarily been terrible as I thought he'd be, you know, he's not been as bad as I thought. He's definitely not been that good either. So he's, you know, he makes the, and he makes a pretty good fourth outfielder. You know, he's still going to play some good defense and he'll have his moments offensively, but it's just not enough to be starting. And I think it, it's, it's come at the perfect time. So Gardner moves to the outfield. I'm sorry. Gardner moves to the bench. Urshela probably moves to the bench. Being that DJ, DD, Glaber, and Voigt slash Encarnacion are going to fill the infield. So it's going to be Gardner, Urshela, and Romine on the bench. Well, Clint will probably be shipped off for pitching. And might also have to say goodbye to, to, to Mabin, too. And that sucks because Cameron Mabin has done a great job with this team. He just hit a home run tonight. Mabin's, done, Mabin's been terrific with this club, man. He's been so, so consistent on both ends, too. Um, yeah, probably going to eventually have to say goodbye to him, too. And uh, I don't know how Kendrick Morales is surviving through all this, but right now he's on the deal. So, um, no, yeah, that's 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 the news on the Encarnacion thing. And as for him himself, Encarnacion, man, he's a good power bat. The guy's leading the American League in homers right now. He's still got it. He's old, definitely old, but I don't think the Yankees are paying... I think the Yankees and the uh, Mariners are splitting the contract right now. I don't know all the details of that, but I really don't care because it's the Yankees and they can afford whatever the hell. But he's a good bat, and hopefully it sets the Yankees up for a good trade here in the coming days. I'm a big Stroman guy, by the way. I really hope they get Stroman. I think he'll uh, thrive in New York with that intensity. Oh, man. He brings such an intensity that I love. I remember watching him in the World Baseball Classic. That was so fun. But he's a he's a good pitcher. He's a very good pitcher, and he's young. He's very young. He's 28 years old. Just turned it. So that's the important thing here. So if the Yankees get sh- someone like Stroman, they can expect him to stick around if they sign him for longer. Um, and Madrum, I don't mind too, man. He's not the same pitcher he used to be. But something about that postseason track record, man. I think he just thrives in those moments. You know, Madrum can pitch in that in that clutch. October month, man. He knows what he's doing. He's a big time pitcher. Now there is some, there is some, you know, worry with him. He's an NL guy, and like I said, he's older now after that injury. He's still 29, but after that injury, he hasn't been the same. So there's a little concern with both of them. 
but I mean, you Yankees, you don't have time to be, you know, to 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 nitpick, you know. So if if it takes a little bit of gutting of the farm, you're gonna gut a portion of your roster of the farm. I mean, by all means, you might as well do it. Whether it's Clint, Thyro, Lasagna, Miggy, Florial, Garcia, you got to do something. You got to package somebody and get some pitching because this this mediocre staff is not gonna cut it in the long run. Um, everybody's on the table. Everybody, I put anybody on the table for for these guys, except for my four untouchables. And let me talk about this for a second because I hear people say people have been bringing up Glaber Torres's name um, in trade rumors lately. Now, this is I'm not talking about like reporters. I'm talking about just randoms over Twitter. I've been seeing some comments and people and people are saying, "Hey, Glaber Torres for Max Scherzer." That's that's that may be the stupidest shit I've heard because first of all. Glaber Torres is a twenty-three year, a twenty-two, a twenty-two-year-old stud with all the talent in the world. I don't think people understand how talented Glaber is. This guy's, I'm not. I, I you always hesitate to use it, to use these words with a player so young, but I think he's got Hall of Fame potential. Like if his career pans out and he plays the way I think he can play, I think he, I think he, he, he has a chance at, be, at being a really, really special superstar. I mean, I see Cano times two in this kid. That's what I see. I see a very, very, very uh, spectacular player, Ed. So I would not consider trading Clint one bit for a thirty for a thirty-six year old Scherzer who you're going to rent for you know for however long. I would no. So I, I I look at Glaber as untouchable. I look at Aaron Judge, obviously Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino. Those are the four guys I would not touch. Anybody else? Uh, everybody else can can I would trade for just just to improve the team, but those four guys, hell no, man, you're insane to think so. That's insane. I the Glaber gets just the, the Glaber thing gets me because I just, I just saw that a couple a couple times, and it's but no, this kid's talented as hell. You want to hang on to him? You're not going to give him up just for some rental. Now, um, okay, yeah. So, no, I mean, the offense has slowed down of late, yes. But am I really concerned with it? No, I'm not that concerned because they've been doing a good job this year. And my, my concern with the offense never really comes around until the playoffs, you know. Especially when Judge and Stanton return. It's going to be that, like, the big worry is going to be the, the, the clutch hitting and the strikeouts. Especially with Stanton. Judge, I can live with a little more because he's a complete hitter. He's not just a home run strikeout, all or nothing bat, like more like Giancarlo is. But it does worry me a little bit. But not just, it's just, I'm saying right now, for, as for the regular season goes, I know the offense will be fine. And, you know, look at today. They answered back with an eight run outing today, tonight. They scored eight runs on uh, on White Sox pitching. Now, granted, they didn't throw anybody great out there. The guy had a six-something ERA, but, you know, I'm not worried about the offense long-term. They have enough talent that they'll be fine until in, in the... They'll be fine as long as the regular season goes. Judge, I cannot wait for Judge to return, especially, man. He's going to help this team. And like I said, he's going to strike out. And you'll live with it, though, because he's a complete hitter. Now, Stan, I'm a little so-so, but... Yeah, no, I mean... 
It's it's a it's an interesting topic, you know, because the best players right now with both of them out, DJ and Geo, you could argue have been two of the Yankees' most consistent hitters all season. Those are two guys who don't strike out and will you know will poke the ball the other way in the clutch. Then you, now you're gonna once next week's once next week comes along, you're gonna get Judge and Stanton back who aren't contact hitters. You know they do strike out. You know, and Stanton may not be the most clutch at times. So things are going to change in that aspect. It's not going to be the small ball Yankees anymore. It's going to be the power hitting Yankees, which will have their streaks of, you know, offensive outbursts. And they'll have their, you know, their, uh, what's it called? They'll have their cold streaks. You know, their, their dry spells is what I wanted to say. But as far as the regular season goes, I'm not concerned of that. Um... Now, people have been talking about Gio Urshela regressing lately. Are you concerned with that, Robert? Mm, no, because again, like we were just talking about before, he's probably not going to be an everyday player. So it's kind of the perfect, it's a, it's perfect timing that he's starting to regress right now and you're getting uh, all these players back. So no. What else do I have on my list? I'm just reading off a couple, uh, you know, I have a couple of notes on this list here. Um... Okay, let's move on to... No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I covered everything, didn't I? Yeah. Starting pitching, issue, burn out the bullpen. Yeah, it's going to burn out. We're talking about that stuff. No, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much explained everything. Yanks, uh, they did, you know, they did salvage a disappointing... Week with the win today, they needed to do that. Uh, they they came out with the opener, Chad Green. Chad Green's been, you know, he's been doing better since he came back. You know, he he's had his ups and downs, but I don't know. Today today he looked terrific. You know, that's all that matters right now. Today he struck out all all every out he picked up today was a strikeout. He had six strikeouts in two innings, gave up one single, no runs, and then uh, friggin' friggin' Nestor Cortez. Uh, this Nestor Cortez guy, he can pitch. I mean, he's been pitching very well for the Yanks. Now, granted, it's not the most you know high pressure situation. You know, not the most hard, toughest lineups to face. But for for some guy who came out of nowhere, you know, Nestor Cortez has done a nice job, and he's pretty fun to watch too. For a guy who doesn't have stuff, you know, he's got this this craftiness about him, this creative style where he you know, he'll, he'll he has these different arm angles. He'll hit his spots. He's a fun pitcher to watch. You know, he's he's a true pitcher. You know, he's a pitcher. He's not. I like I like the way he pitches. He's smart. No, the Yankees did a good job on the offensive end as well today, putting together some hits. Glaber Torres got the three big, uh, the big two run shot. Um, Gary with the RBI double. Glaber another sack fly. Didi drove uh, drove in around with a walk. So the Yanks, you know, some good some good bats. Some good at-bats today and getting the win. We'll see what happens tomorrow, though. I'm going to close the series out. Hopefully they can pick up the split and uh, head home on a good note. It's going to be a tough schedule coming up. I believe they got the Rays for two series, and they got Houston. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a true test. That'll be the test right there. And it's, uh, it's not going to be... It's, I'll tell you what, man. If the Yankees... So they got seven games coming up against those two teams... 
you want to see them, obviously you want to see them go above 500. You know, I don't ever like predicting what I want them to do because I'm, I'm always the guy who says win every damn game you can. So, but just, just please get the job done. That's all I'm asking. Win tomorrow and then prepare for a tough stretch because it's going to be tough. It ain't going to be easy, but hopefully we'll see what happens with this, um, trade situation coming up. Maybe this opens the door for some other things. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm thinking. So we'll see what happens, guys. All right. Thank you so much for following, guys. I appreciate everything. If you follow the blog, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, if you don't follow the blog, please do so right now. I'm on Twitter at NYSportsTalkRC. Page, uh, the name of the page is It's My Opinion. That's the same goes for Facebook, too. So, uh. Once again, that is at NY Sports Talk RC. Page name, it's my opinion. So if you don't follow the blog, please do. If you do follow the blog, I'll see you tomorrow. If you only follow BD4, the podcast you're listening to right now, I will see you on Wednesday. Because if you didn't know, I posted the other day that my schedule for the podcast will be two days a week. So... Once on a Wednesday and once on the weekend, which is will be either Saturday or Sunday. So you're getting two per week, Wednesday and the weekend. So uh, we'll see how it goes from here. You know, I'm still getting used to this podcasting, especially by myself. I hope I plan to have a uh, a guest on next week, not not Wednesday, but I plan to have a guest on uh, the on uh, you know the upcoming the upcoming weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who I can get. It's probably going to be a family member of mine. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're coming up on twenty-five minutes now, so I guess I should end this. Uh, it's kind of hard to do. Just I don't know. I, I, we talked about everything, so we'll go from here. Thanks so much, guys. I'll I'll talk to you later. This is Rob Carbone signing off from BD Four. Ciao.